Hello, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to 99.1 Shop Radio KLCTLP, Lubbock, Texas. Good to be with you this afternoon on the Keegan Stewart Sports Podcast, Episode 3. Glad to get it going today. Excited for what we got going. Um, I'm in the studio by myself today, but... I am uh, I'm going to be engaged with some questions, some sports questions that have been asked to me uh, via social media. So we're going to get into that with a lot of you that have commented on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, lots of different conversations happening right now. Someone currently typing a question. A lot of uh, NFL draft stuff, which is cool. Haven't done a lot of NFL conversation due to the NBA playoffs, but that's all right. You know, I'm a big NFL guy, too. We can get into some of that today, but also some big-time NBA action uh, has happened this week. Obviously, we're in the middle of the playoffs. We have a couple of Game 7s tonight, actually, and um, even a Game 1 tipping off. So, I'm going to get into all of that. So, let's let's start with some basketball stuff. Um, I see Brandon Dewberry asked, Summer free agency, does Paul George stay with Oklahoma City? Oh, my goodness. Last night, the Thunder couldn't get it done. Donovan Mitchell and the Utah Jazz emerge in the first round of the playoffs and knock off this this Oklahoma City team that was supposed to be assembled to go further in the playoffs, folks. Paul George, Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook are supposed to get further in the playoffs than a first-round exit. They are. They are, and, and what this shows is there's a lot of questions in Oklahoma City right now. So many questions, and Brandon, off the top of my head, the first thought that comes to mind is there is no way that Paul George is going to come back. There's just no way he's going to want to return for another year of mediocrity, another year of barely slipping into the playoffs, and then getting bounced in the first round by a team of young guys? By guys that are just emerging? Ah, man, this is this is tough for Paul George. He signed that one-year deal. He signed the one-year deal. We'll, we'll give it a trial run, see how it goes. Hey, if it goes good, we'll run it back. And the conversation had been leaning like, hey, he's going to come back. It's been sounding like he's going to come back. He, I, I read that he likes it in Oklahoma City. This is a guy that likes to do some outdoorsy kind of stuff, likes to fish, likes to fish in Oklahoma. But listen, man, looking at his career, looking what he still has a lot of good years left. I don't know if I don't know if playing with Westbrook and Mello is what he wants to do. I think he's definitely going to explore. He's definitely going to be having some texts with LeBron this summer as they figure it out together. Definitely going to be figuring some of that out. I, I do not see Paul George coming back. I think the Los Angeles Lakers are a, a very likely option for him. Go to that big market over there, be the face. They'll probably have someone else come in, even if it's not LeBron. Man, that's a tough deal, though. That is a tough deal for the Thunder. Yeah, I don't know. Clayton Hendrickson asks, NBA mock draft? Yeah. Um, I don't know if uh, DeAndre Ayton or Marvin Bagley is more your type, but I, I think we're looking at them one and two. Also, the foreigner, I can't remember his name right now, but that dude... He's 19 years old. He's huge. He can almost do everything. He's probably a top three pick. Um, I don't know where Trey Young falls. I think Trey Young will be a good NBA player. Uh, but yeah, listen, we'll get more into the NBA draft as it uh, as it gets closer. But um, yeah, we'll look on that. 
Chris Molina also asked about Paul George. I think he's leaving. I definitely think Paul George is leaving. And Chris Molina gets us into asks preview on the Game 7s. You bet, two Game 7s coming up. Two big Game 7s coming up. One of them is tonight, and one of them is taking place in the TD Garden in Boston. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks, that game is tonight. Listen, man, every team has won on their home floor for every game in this series. A road game has not been been stolen yet. Is tonight the night that that takes place? It, it just might be. Giannis Antetokounmpo is the best player on the floor. And uh, if he can control the game in a way that he has in, in previous games that have been in Milwaukee, they can take it. But coaching advantage to the Celtics, Brad Stevens, he's going to have his guys ready. I don't know. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be hard for Milwaukee. I think it's ultimately going to be tough for Milwaukee to figure this one out. I, I like Boston at home because everyone's covered the bases in, on their home floor. And Brad Stevens, coaching advantage, big coaching nod there. The, the other game seven takes place with the Cleveland Cavaliers, man. The Indiana Pacers, they could not get it done last night. They weren't able to get it done. They couldn't close it out. They're going to have to go back home and try again. So... Here's one thing you need to know. LeBron, in his last four Game 7s, 4-0. LeBron, in his last four Game 7s, fantastic numbers. Incredible numbers. Really, really hard to stop. Two of those Game 7s were actually Game 7s of the Finals. Beat the Spurs in 13. Beat the Warriors in 16. We remember that one. And, what, and uh, even one of those was in the Eastern Conference Finals against Boston. And the, and the other one in the Eastern Conference Finals against Indiana. So, LeBron is used to this stage. The question for me is, can he get the rest of his teammates in the same mindset? Can he get those guys ready? Can he get them ready to perform at a high level? Because, frankly, last night the Cavs were not engaged. Indiana came out swinging. Indiana came out throwing everything they have, playing with every last ounce of energy that they have. But, and Cleveland, and Cleveland just wasn't matching it. Cleveland just was not matching the intensity. So, if LeBron can rally the troops, we know LeBron's going to be great. But are his teammates going to knock down shots? Are his teammates going to defend at a high level? If they do, Cleveland wins. And another question mark is, can Indiana go into the land, go into Cleveland, rep- reciprocate the same kind of ener- energy they did last night in Indiana? on this big stage for for Game 7, and it's most of their first Game 7 for these guys. So, how do they handle that big stage? Ultimately, I've got LeBron. He's going to advance. So, looking at some other questions, uh, Brian Brunson, NFC East predictions through the drafts thus far. Yeah, it's been interesting, right? Looking at the Giants, I think the Giants are making good strides. they got Saquon. No doubt. Um, they got Saquon Barkley looking at the Cowboys, getting getting the linebacker from Boise, getting uh, Aiton Vander Etch, Leighton Vander Etch. So um, if I was going to make predictions based off what I've seen, I know Washington's going to have a lot of turnover. Philly's obviously got to be the favorite with all of the talent that they have. 
Cowboys just traded a six-round pick for Tavon Austin. That's exciting. That adds a lot of speed and athleticism onto the field. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think you got to put the Eagles at one. Cowboys at two. Giants probably at three. Giants with the opportunity to really emerge in the next couple of years, though. And Washington at four. Okay, we've got some Browns questions next. Rhett Ritchie asks, will the Browns make the playoff in, in the next four years? And Joel Stewart asks, Baker Mayfield, number one pick overall. Good selection or typical Browns bust? This one's tough. This one's tough. Those are those are two questions we can answer in one. Listen, I am disappointed in Cleveland. You have a heavy quarterback class. You have guys that fill it up all across the combine in the right way with the right numbers, have all of the right pieces of attraction that you look for, but you go with a wild card. You go with Baker Mayfield, a guy who you just don't know. He was good in college. He comes out of the Big 12. Big 12 quarterbacks don't always adjust and play the way that you think they will in the league. And Baker, he's, he's flash, right? He's flash. Everyone wants to draw the comparison to Johnny Manziel right away. I don't know if that comparison is completely fair. I mean, but we'll see. It, it didn't work for it didn't work for Manziel. It didn't work for Colt McCoy. It didn't work for Kaiser. I mean, we could just run down the list. I mean, it hasn't worked for a lot of these guys. I think if Baker Mayfield got drafted somewhere else and had the opportunity to learn from a guy in front of him for two to three years and then step in, I think he could be a good NFL quarterback. Can Baker go to the worst organization in the NFL, step in, be the guy, be the one people look to, and elevate this team that's struggled, elevate them to a winning program? I don't know, man. That's a reach. I know he's been successful in the other place he's been in college. I know he has, but this is a different animal. We've seen time and time again, lots of guys try. But can, as far as can he get it done, I, I don't know about that. I, I don't believe it. To me, this is a classic add-on to the Cleveland Browns narrative of sorrows. I, I just do not see this working out. So, will the Browns make the playoffs in the next four seasons? No. No, they won't. You know, unless uh, they, they get another high pick next year, they draft another quarterback, they draft the right quarterback, and he gets in there. Baker Mayfield is not going to be that quarterback. He's not going to be that guy. Okay, looking at some other questions, Austin Mole, how does Dallas handle losing their heart and soul to retirement? That is a clear reference to Jason Witten. And Caleb Ward asks on Twitter, Here, I'd like to hear your thoughts on Jason Witten's retirement and what it means for the Cowboys. Big deal, man. Big deal. See, we're not just talking about a guy who's uh, you know, getting older, thinking about stepping away. No, we're, you know, because it's time. Because, the, because his play on the field has diminished. His play on the field hasn't diminished at all. I mean, if you were going to look at tight ends across the league, and, you know, add it up. Let's see who's getting the job done to the best of the ability and, and getting the job done at an all-pro level, blocking and, and catching. He's still doing it, man. He has still been getting it done. 
And as far as a, a guy who's a leader and a guy who shows how to do things the right way to that whole team, it's Jason Witten. It's always been Jason Witten. I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised that this retirement is kind of coming out in the way it is at this time of the NFL offseason, right during the draft. That's kind of strange to me. But, you know, people have different thoughts at different times and process things in different seasons of life. So, I don't know. Maybe he's just thinking it's time to step away. And, obviously, the ESPN Monday Night Football has been reaching out to him. Hey, that's a pretty attractive job, being on that panel. So, I'm sure he's considering some of that. But, as far as him, is he retiring because he doesn't have any more uh, good football left in him? Absolutely not. He has a lot of football left in him, at least in at least two or three, four more seasons. He's one of the toughest guy. He's one of the toughest guys in the league. What does it mean for the Cowboys? I mean, they lose one of their best leaders. Someone else is going to have to, you know, start start leading both uh, by example and vocally. Witten was both of those. Can they recover from it? Yeah, it'll be tough. I know Dak is a very, a very uh, efforted leader vocally and by the way he does things so it's possible but it'll definitely be a hit he's one of those once in a generation type players it's just going to be hard to recover from let's see david galindo asks who will win the world cup well not america right man not even in it i don't know who won the world cup probably uh ronaldo's team or messi's team or uh or brazil i don't know Whoever's got the best player seems like those guys generally make it. I don't know soccer at all, but I think that's because our country's soccer program isn't even good enough to compete in the World Cup, which is sad. I'd like to see our country get there someday as far as uh, as far as the next year, uh, the next four years, excuse me. All right, uh, I think I've about covered all your questions. Thank you, everybody who has who has jumped in and asked questions on social media, Facebook and Twitter. I just wanted to do this to get a, get a quick podcast in today. Uh, look, I have some guests booked for the future. I know we're going to get uh, Dean of Students Josh Stevens in here uh, when, the, when the finals start getting closer. We're going to have to get an update from Stacey Corley. Again, uh, talk about LeBron, especially, look, whatever happens in Game 7 is going to dictate a lot of what the rest of these playoffs look like. You do not want to miss Game 7 of the Cavs-Pacers series. Really good stuff there. Um, trying to look at if I want to answer any more of these questions real quick. I think I about covered them all. Ethan Fulton just wanted me to talk about the Cowboys. They'll have a better year than, next year than last year. The Cowboys will have a better year, with, even with everything that's been crazy in this offseason. They will win more games in this season than they did last season. Last season would have been fine. The the Ezekiel Elliott drama carried over more than just that man missing six games. It affected the team on a on a really high level. Just all the just all the drama. Is he playing this week? Is he not? Oh, he's suspended. Oh, he's back. Just I mean, just all of that, all of that negative energy, that negative press, all of that all season long, being involved with the team, that just hurt the team, man. And ultimately, they couldn't, they couldn't win when they needed to. And in those six games, Zeke was gone. It was tough. Had a chance to do it at the end of the season. Couldn't get it done. 
those distractions will not be around. And another distraction that won't be around, whether you whether you think he was or he wasn't, I, I love the guy. I loved him on the Cowboys. Des Bryant. Des Bryant won't be around. That distraction won't be there. New, new group of guys coming in. They're going to win more games. 9, 10, 11 game win season for the Cowboys. Thoughts on the NFL draft? Covered most of them. The Baker thing obviously stands out to me. I like Lamar Jackson going to the Ravens. I think that has has some potential behind it. Uh, other things off the top of my head. Josh Rosen, that guy's interesting to me. How about his take saying that the nine mistakes were taken ahead of him? Rosen ending up with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I don't know. Nine mistakes, huh? That's a lot of talk. He's he's very good at talking. I want to see how he plays quarterback in the NFL. I want to see how he plays quarterback in the NFL. All right. Well, I just want to I just wanted to get after your social media questions today. Uh, look for my show next week, Keegan Stewart Sports Podcast. It will be episode four next week. This was episode three, live on ninety nine point one Shap Radio. Uh, if you listen to the show, you enjoy it. Tell your friends. Share it on social media. Check out the YouTube page. Going to be looking to get some, uh, linked with the Apple Podcast still soon. That is in the works, getting closer with that. So uh, I want to thank you very much for listening. Uh, everyone out there, y'all have a great day, and I will see you next week.